Welcome to the We're Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Welcome to episode 28 of the We're Alive Fancast. This is Mick. And this is Redbeard. Welcome to the live fancast. First off, we've got a couple issues out there we're hearing from people. They can't chat, unfortunately. I don't know what's going on there. The same thing is happening to Redbeard as well. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. It keeps giving me a captcha that I can't see. It's hidden behind a thumbnail of a video. So, looks like you'll get to see a slightly even more unpolished turd during the <laughs> live event. That's right, that's right. And I can't tell you uh, just how freaking exciting this is to be with all you guys. And we have what looks like a pretty active chat room, too, as well. And the way this is going to work, is, uh, just so you guys know, we're just going to run through a kind of a quick intro. And then we're going to move into just kind of a to y'all's part of the show. We're going we're to post the link here in just a few minutes. That'll be in the About section. And we'll let you know in the Refresh the, the YouTube page because it won't show up until you do that. But once that's there, you'll be able to click that link. It'll put you in the Hangout, and we can only have 10 at a time in the Hangout, and we'll try to just uh, bring one person on at a time, I guess in order, if it sorts them out in order. We think it does. We're not sure. So we're just kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think your music played through. They're saying it was a little soft, and I I could barely hear it myself. Oh, cool. I'm surprised you could hear it at all. Uh, There was a little bit of room to turn it up. I I didn't want to blast anybody off there. their computer chair and bump their head before the show starts. I mean, it was it was soft to the degree I think we were hearing it through your headphones, through your mic. Oh, wow. So, I don't That's know. That's really soft. Well, Oops. let me let me retweet this from uh, Where Life Fancast real quick. All right, so on to the few notes that we do have, I'm just going to ask everybody, and you guys, everybody knows, we're, we try to do a family-friendly show. This will probably go out in podcast form if we can download it and then go ahead and edit it. So, uh, just... Try to censor yourselves as best you can. We understand if you slip up, you know, no big deal. Nobody's going to get kicked off the island. <laughs> what else is the sound of the Modigun for? Right, right. <laughs> I think also we're going to, I'm going to open up a spreadsheet and try to keep track of predictions. And as you guys think of any predictions that you want to cover, throw those in the chat and hopefully everybody else can, can, uh, can get to their part of the predictions as well. To include any predictions that are already established. We, uh, like Red Shirt, I'm so glad you got to come on because I, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your insight because it's been spot on so many times. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Uh, I remember Todd is dead. Uh, he messaged me about how good a, one of Red Shirt's theories was. I can't remember which, exactly which one it was, but it sounded really cool. Well, uh, we have any more notes? Um, No. All right, let's. Uh, look. I'm gonna go ahead and grab this link out of here and throw it into the description section. Hopefully, the delay is such that you can refresh it here in just a minute. It's gonna be right there in the about section. It says link to join the show. Replacing it now. Pressing save. You should be able to refresh and click that button. So another week. No, we're alive. No, we're alive next week either. What are we gonna do, Redbeard? Whoa. This is going to be a minute to get used to because I, can't, I, I hear you in unison when I re- refresh the page. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I paused mine. I definitely did not want to, uh, to have that interfering, even with the little bit of the network speed it might take up. 
<laughs> John Mullen says, I think Casey is deliberately trying to kill all my theories. <laughs> well, I'm glad I muted my mic because as I was playing the music, the intro music, it might have been like me just breathing into the microphone. <laughs> the little bit of music in the background. So let's see. We have anybody joining up here yet? Hopefully some people do want to join. Oh, we got Adam. Got Adam here. Let's go ahead and show him in the broadcast. All right, you'll have to unmute yourself, Adam. Just waiting to hear from you. Maybe I have to do it. Okay, did I do it? Adam, you there? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. hey what's going <laughs> on, man? Any, uh, you want to, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about your theory you talked about on the show last week. Are you shared with us through email? Oh, yes, the uh, red beard theory, I call it. Yes. <laughs> it is. Don't give him credit. That's yours. That is all you. <laughs> but I like it. Basically, what does it have to do? It's all something that happened when? In the first episode and in season three, I think, when they were talking about Michael's chloroform abuse. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, you're talking about it, this whole story is playing out as Michael is ODing from drugs and dying? Yep. So can you, can you go ahead and share that for everybody else that may not have heard it before? Well, basically, I think that Michael died in the first episode, or he is dying, and that's why he keeps going back and starting every season, and he goes, I never fear death, or will remain on the other side of today is my day. But that was then, and this is now. No, he's fearing death because he is dying. And every once in a while, they mention his drug usage, and, you know, sometimes he just doesn't seem like himself. Like, when they were in the alleyway, and he ditches Puck, and he runs after Randy, he could have been... You know, using drugs again. <laughs> it would explain his uh, craziness a lot. That's definitely a pretty crazy uh, theory. Hey, we're going to put you on the spot. Uh, we're going to do this to everybody, I think, because it's what we did in the interviews, and it's kind of a fun question. But uh, which survivor would you pick to survive with in the Zompocalypse if you could pick from anybody in the We're Live cast? So the, the people or the, like the actors or the, the cast? Oh, uh, like the, the characters. Yeah, the characters. Yes, sir. He put you I, in would, spot. I would say Robin's his hashtag man muscle abilities. <laughs> wow. um, he doesn't get a lot of love, does he, when it comes to this question? Well, he's got the time traveling Blackhawk as well. That's a, that's a deal breaker there. I mean, I wouldn't say someone like I don't know Saul and Michael, their uncle, but no. Uh, if you don't have a time traveling Blackhawk, you're you're not on my pick. Does it have to go 88 miles an hour? No. No. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, it worked pretty good in a different movie, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, bud, is there anything else you want to share with us for now? No, that's fine. That's all I had to say for this, this episode. Well, thanks for joining. I know it's late over there. And uh, yes. if you have anything else you want to add, just go ahead and click that link again and join the Hangout. All right. All right. Thanks, Adam. Next up, we have Jeremy, and um, we'll see if we can give his forum name. I'm going to promote him to show on the broadcast. And this is how, it's work, how it works, actually. Whenever you click the link, it's going to put you in the Hangout, but you're not immediately going to be visible or audible. And then once we're done, once the last person's done with their piece, uh, we'll have them on the talk. And it looks like Jeremy's unmuted his mic. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good, man. Yeah. What's, hey, uh, not, what's your name on the forums? I'm not sure why it's showing up as Jeremy. I mean, that is my real first name, but I'm Red Shirt. Oh, cool. Oh, Red Shirt. <laughs> Good to hear from you. 
Yeah, when I got the invite on the uh, Wear Alive forums, I figured, hey, you know what? I better get that Logitech mic out, dust it off, and check to make sure it actually works because I've never actually used the microphone on this thing. It sounds pretty good. Oh, that's good. That's good. I was a little worried about it because, like I said in the uh, reply, that uh, it's kind of entry level, which is the nice way of saying it's a cheap piece of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Piece of Matagun going off. I don't know about that. That Matagon seems to be working pretty good for them. It's just not fast enough. Oh, yes. yeah. That's that's going to be our sensor uh, audio if we have to use it, I think. I'm I'm hoping they build more Matagons. I mean, that, that thing is incredible. I can't remember who it was, but somebody on the forum suggested that one of the last things that they should have Datu do after he fixes the well is draw up the schematics on how to build more of those things, and that's a really good idea. Yes. So... You have posted some excellent theories out there. Thank you. Where do you dream this stuff up at? That, it's an, it's incredible. Well, you know, I, you know, I've I've thought about that myself. Given the possibility, the opportunity, you know, for various fan casts, or maybe getting to meet some of you guys out there in LA, should I make, be able to make it? And you know, I, it's it's hard to say. It's kind of the product of an overactive imagination, to an extent. Um. Also, you know, from the very, very first episode, We're Alive hooked me immediately because um, I've mentioned you know, various posts on the forum and in the About section about me and the profile. I am a reservist. I have been for quite some time. Um, not sort of currently serving because I'm still looking for a unit to um, drill with up here in New Hampshire. But from the very first episode, it hooked me because when I was listening to the descriptions of them talking about the arms room and making the run across the uh, parking lot to the motor pool, I didn't have to make up a whole lot in my head. I was seeing my arms room at my unit. I was seeing my motor pool in my unit. I was actually running through an inventory in my head thinking about, okay, which of those Humvees in the motor pool will actually start? <laughs> so, yeah. I was doing the same thing. I, I, I was in the guard for a while, and uh, so I was able to visualize the same thing with our armory. Yeah. But as far as where the ideas come from, I mean, I just there's certain things that I have somewhat of a fascination for. Um, you know, obviously zombies to a to a degree, um, but also uh, contingency plans and operations as to what um, various levels of agencies do to include, you know, the federal level, you know, for the United States, the uh, uh, continuity of operations I've mentioned a couple of times in a uh, in a few posts. And, you know, I do a lot, I used to do a lot of, you know, hard copy reading with books, and a lot of it's Wikipedia and uh, Google Foo chasing down, you know, ideas, you know, theories as far as, like, trying to basically just try to put this big giant jigsaw puzzle together and figure it out. Have you seen, uh, of course you've seen this, but how about those symbols out there? That's pretty crazy, right? On yeah, all the ink that, and then it being that, in that last episode? That's that's crazy. I mean, I was really excited to hear that um, there were some symbols drawn on some of those papers. And like many of the other members of the forum, we figure, oh, well, those symbols must mean something. There must be some correlation to it. Then it turns out a couple of the symbols that were written um, are symbols we haven't seen yet. Um, this goes back to the very, very first posting of the bust shot of um, ink. And one of the first replies that KC posted um, in response to that was, and that's only the front half, or something to that effect. And I'm really looking forward to see what might oh, be on wow. the back of his head. Right. I think it's a... Uh, I forget which symbol it is that's on the back that he confirmed is definitely back there. I think I saw it on the Symbols Wiki page that was out there. But it was on Chapter 11 artwork, I think, and you can't really make it out, but it's one of those mm -hmm. four they talked about on the Behemoth Doors. 
Right. I actually, you know what, the Chapter 11 artwork with him standing in the hallway, I think it was, I haven't gone back to look at that yet, but uh, after reading one of the posts earlier today, uh, after I got home from work, someone mentioned something about the Chapter 4 uh, artwork. So I called, I'm actually looking at it right now, I called it up, and there are two symbols that are on his hands that we haven't taken a look at yet, and they kind of look like Zodiac symbols. Honestly, uh, the one on the from the viewer's perspective, the right side, it looks kind of almost like a Soviet hammer and sickle. Only it's an arrow instead of a uh, hammer. <laughs> and right. the other one, I can't really describe. It kind of almost looks like a bit like alchemical sulfur. Only the there's a second bar at the bottom that has like loopy tails coming off of it as well. Hmm. So more Google Foo may be needed later this evening. Man, I need to uh, figure out how to add that to the stream real quick. Let's see. How how can we do this? We're really learning Google Hangout right now, and we've learned a yeah, lot this, in the last couple hours <laughs> before this. Yeah, show this is started, actually so. the first time I've used Google Hangout before. I mean, I've done other video and and chat conferencing with work before in the past, but this is right. the first time I've ever uh, tried to use Google Hangout before. I'm actually really pleased it's worked out. The first time, <laughs> didn't have to. <laughs> You know, hunt down bugs. Yeah, that's to, uh, awesome. to make this work. Yeah, it is. When uh, we first started this, I referenced uh, your post that you made in May of last year, mm -hmm. whenever the chemicals were brought up, and I got really excited because when I was looking up the chemicals, I was finding all this stuff about hydrocarbons, and it played right into your description of the uh, his symbols mm -hmm. that were on his wrist. Right. I actually, I think it was yesterday. It might have been the day before yesterday. I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean. As as the uh, one of the quotes that's in my um, my signature on the forums, uh, George Carlin quote. I, I don't really m love the guy, love his uh, love his comedy, but the one thing he said that really stuck with me is I've got tons of great ideas. The trouble is most of them you know suck. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out that um, there there was a little bit. I mean that was quite a while back, but it turns out there's a little bit of meat to that. And uh, I think this is the one that I'm looking at right here. It's uh, the lead-off post to Ink and the Origin and Meaning of His Tattoos. Um, I'm a bit of a fan of chemistry a little bit. I watch the periodic table of videos on YouTube. Um, I've been meaning to link some of them in some of my posts, either as in the main body or follow-up to it. But there really hasn't been a whole lot that actually you know, directly correlates to it. But... Um, when I saw the hexagons linked together for, the, I believe it's the Chapter 27 artwork, I keyed on that immediately because I recognized that as a, uh, a you know, hydrocarbon chain diagram. So I just kind of jumped off into the deep end down the wiki rabbit hole from there. Okay. <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to try to share this picture uh, from – just click right on it. I've got this picture here from Chapter 4, you said? And it's kind of like a soldier standing in front of a Hummer. Is there are there symbols in that picture? Mm, no, that's one of the old original uh, artwork pieces. Uh, but I do I, I do see it though. Okay, it, but it it's not in this picture. The symbol's not in this picture that we're looking no. at here. Okay, I'll need to figure that out then. Glad to see the screen share works though. Yeah, and it's actually from my end. It actually looks pretty good too. It uh, looks about as good as it would uh, if you blew it up, down, you know, downloaded it, blew it up on your uh, own home computer. Excellent. Having fun learning this new stuff. Oh wait, it's uh, going through my notes now. <laughs> Oops! Don't want to share that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't share my show notes. <laughs> Turn off the screen share. I don't know. It's probably gonna bring it up anytime I bring it up. Now let's see. 
Han Solo from uh, Empire Strikes Back just popped into my head when he's trying to get the Falcon fixed. What Shut it off! Shut <laughs> it off! <laughs> you know, the other thing that you brought up, and on the forums about it, but you uh, you posted up on the forums about the reservists and the what would what would it take to mobilize a reserve yes. unit? Yes, that that was one of my more recent uh, bigger posts. Uh, the uh, Posse Comitius Act, Insurrection Act, in Title Ten. Um, well, basically, to back up a little bit, it's something I've mentioned previously, because I've always had this suspicion about it before. If it's artistic license just to get the show started, to get the characters together, to be where they need to be to get the ball rolling for storytelling, that's fine. You know, I don't have a, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a writer myself. Not published yet, but I don't have a problem with that. The thing is, though, the way it, was, the way it took place kind of leaves it open to be there could very well be something a bit more darker, a bit more sinister behind it because, you know, with the discussion on the forums, you know, I've laid out the, the requirements for mobilization. Um, I do recall um, having read something in, in um, the various uh, wiki and, and I think it was Stanford. Uh, I can't remember where it was. Uh, the Stanford Law Online something or other that actually describes the very specifics of the you know, exact chapters and sections of Title X. Um, I read something in there that um, it does give permissions to unit commanders for the purposes of defense of government, speci very specifically government property. Um, it doesn't say anything about taking action beyond that. Uh, but I couldn't remember where in the heck I read that. So it could very well have been the unit commander for Michael's unit, the 223rd, could have said, hey, there's something crazy going going on in L.A., and it's getting bad, so we need to defend our little reserve center station. So calls them up and brings them in. Other than that, there's something, there, there's a possibility for something very strange to have preceded the opening of uh, Chapter 1. Yeah, and we did a... Um I don't know. Before we really started podcasting, uh, we did as practice a we did an episode about episode one, and that came up in our discussion. And uh, because I know for like a National Guard unit, it's easy. I mean, that takes a governor's signature, you're done. You're that you're up and running. But for the reservists, I knew it was a little bit more complicated. Yeah, and something as quick as mm -hmm. nobody hearing yes. anything uh, with the National Guard. Uh, it's, it's something as quick as nobody hearing anything mm -hmm. except a bomb going off. Surely the governor didn't get something on his desk to sign immediately like that. So uh, I, I, I don't know true. if that's in yeah, the I scope mean, of the show. Maybe Casey just you know used it to get in there, but yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, one of the things I mentioned in, in more than one post, I think. I mean, if it is artistic license, that's fine. But also, I'd rather not know. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Because you know, it keeps us wondering. I, I just, I, I mean, if if it is indeed artistic license, I'd very much rather Casey not ever say, not even at the final live event, you know, if if asked, just you know, leave it up to us to decide, you know, because it it makes the it makes the story richer and deeper. Yeah. And um, I think if that is the case, leaving us leaving us wondering. On it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Casey would. He he's already stated several times that there's going to be questions left unanswered, but it's on purpose for you to kind of come up with how it played out. So I'm yeah, looking forward I, I'm, to it. I, I don't know how many people have, yeah, I, I don't know how many people have read it, but one of my I don't know pet magical unicorn theories is, <laughs> um, yeah, it's I mean it's a good one. It's, again, this goes back to one of those ones that you know we will never know if this could very well be true, or this could be perhaps maybe even a pet idea of of Casey's self. 
Um, but he's going to keep it, you know, play it close to the chest and not tell anybody about it. At least not in this story. Um, like I said, magical unicorn theory is that the uh, family or families are of the old ancient secret society type. Um, they were also a doomsday cult of some kind. You know, the whole Illuminati, New World Order nonsense, and their goal was to reduce human population, blah, blah, blah. And they were going to try to reduce the population of the Earth. Angel didn't agree with those aims, left the family, so to speak. So he was on the outs with them. Um, Bill Roberts, a.k.a. Inc., was meant to be the architect of that New World Order doomsday. But then he went too far. Families didn't agree with what he was going to do, and they pulled the plug, but they pulled it too late. Then when things went down, Casey recognized what was happening. Not Casey, rather, Angel recognized what was happening, called the commander and lied to him, saying, Battalion called, they couldn't get in touch with you, we're getting mobilized, because Angel wanted to have essentially an army to stand between him and whatever was going to happen with the New World Order, or so he thought. He only wound up with these soldiers. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, like I said, overactive imagination to a certain extent. <laughs> Can we take a break real quick? Mm. Oh, we'd, like, we'd like to play our Dare to Survive intro. And also invite anybody else that wants to get in on the call. If you don't see the link in the About section down there, just refresh, and it'll, uh, it should say Link to Join the Show. You just click that. It launches Google Hangout, and it should install whatever it needs, and you'll be good to go. I see Doofus Monkey's there. And, hey, and uh, Richard, just mute yours, because I want you to stay on. That way, if you ever do anything oh yeah, sure to interject. Thing. Yeah, will do. I mean, yeah. I love the show, and I love your show, but uh, I don't want to hog it. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and mute myself. Yeah, we, okay. We'd love it. We'd love having you on. And we're gonna, I think we're going to come back and bring Doofus on, because he's about to go to bed. He's in many time zones away from us, I believe. So, without further ado, uh, the first showing of the Dare to Survive teaser trailer. Well, Grog sent in. He just tweeted, using his uh, 144 characters wisely. He says... Simple fire. Use a uh, use a big lantern battery and some steel wool. Well, we didn't have a big lantern battery, so we picked up just your regular old nine volt battery. Get the fire going again. It's freezing. Alright, so it looks like uh, that was a little quiet for me. Was it? How was the volume for everybody else there? Were you able to? You said you couldn't see it at all, Redbeard. No, and I don't think it ever played out on the uh, on the live stream either. Well, there is a little bit of a delay. Let me. Uh, did you guys see the video out there? I think they're all muted. Hmm. No, I mean I was talking to the chat chat channel. Oh. That's funny. It still has my screen share up. This is getting a little bit frustrating. <laughs> Let's see. Where's the screen share? I need to turn this off somehow. Oh well. I just saw oh, well. Todd's beard. That thing's amazing. <laughs> let's let's go ahead and bring Doofus on real quick. He is he's about to go to bed, I think. So Okay. Go ahead and bring him into the show and try to unmute him. Let's see, where is he? Where is Um I don't see his link there anymore. I thought he joined up. Yeah, I think huh? Hold on. Don't see him there. Hey and I see everybody else that's in the hangout. We will we will get to to everybody at least for a few minutes. We're gonna try to wrap this up. In the next, uh, after about 45 minutes more, so we'll have plenty of time to get everybody on here. I think he's the third one that says Jones. Okay, let me just bring him in real quick. See. Oh, no, that may not be. I think he was John something. 
Yeah, John Moan and Armand, and I don't see him. He, I think he got in for a second, and then it didn't show him anymore. Oh, okay. There he is. There he oh, is. How awesome. Sorry to push him into the front of the line. I think you guys want to hear from him, though, before he goes to bed. So I'll show him in the broadcast. Hey, the unmute finally disappeared. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> has to, I have to show you in the broadcast or something like that. We figured out earlier. We about quit the whole show because we couldn't get everybody talking <laughs> in our testing. It was time for me to start using hashtag flipping tables. Interesting. I can see you guys is lighting up, but I can't hear anything. Oh, you can't, you can't hear it. You can't hear me. Hmm. That is not cool. Do you have your sound up? He wouldn't. He can't hear us. So. Hey, now I can hear you. There we oh, go. Okay, cool. Hey, hit the wrong button. Go. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see the YouTube video just now in the stream? I was just trying to get my microphone to work. Okay, yeah, don't worry about it. So what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Oh, I just want just love to get on here. Love your podcast. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. We hear from you every week, I know. Well, I've been on the forum trying to find the craziest theory possible because no one's going to if I get an easy theory. So I just keep <laughs> on throwing the crazier ones out every week because one of them's got to work. Well, hey, may, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what's the closest you've gotten so far? Uh, probably the one that uh, CJ is. Uh, tried to kill Victor off by sabotaging a scuba tank just because KC hasn't killed that theory off yet. That's, you know, at first I thought that was crazy, but I don't know. It seems like it makes sense the way you you sold it, where uh, she is so in charge of micromanages manages everything, she would have caught that. Well, my theory was is that when she was there, um, that she couldn't manage two people because one could stay up and wear out. But if only one person was there, she could kind of keep an eye on him. So I figured she'd like Saul better, attracted to him, so she decided to kill off Victor just to be safe. <laughs> I don't think it's too far off the mark. I think she's got some stalker tendencies. Yeah, and, ta- and Tanya found the crack fitting on the uh, scuba tank. Yeah, she did. Well, I mean, it, was, it was a loose fitting, wasn't it? Yeah, there was one loose fitting on the scuba tank that let all the extra air out. Yeah, and her attention to detail just seemed a little... That sounds like something she would have checked ahead of time. Right, especially if she was up before them working on it. Right. Well, John, uh, you're in... What is it, it, like 3, 4 in the morning over where you are right now? No, I'm in Indiana. Oh, okay. Everybody here seems to think that 6 o'clock in the morning is a normal time to start work. (laughs) No, that's way too early, right? <laughs> well, I don't make it at six, but I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hopefully, the boss didn't listen to this one. Uh, okay. I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually gets to work on time, so he's he's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anything else you wanted to share with us? No, that's about it. Although the only other thing was I was doing those uh, PG-13 edits of all the shows. I'm oh, like, that was you. I'm like two or three behind on it, but I'm not sure anybody actually listens to them. I don't know oh. if they do or not. I know Redbeard I, would like to take advantage of that. Yes, I, I've been meaning to download it for my son because I always kind of have to listen to the show ahead of time and say, okay, am I, am I going to make an allowance for this, that, or the other? Well, my, my son was pretty young when we started out, and we've been doing this for a while, and now he's like, that's a good one, Dad. You really you really edited out the F-bomb there. <laughs> so now he, like, listens with me. and so You can barely tell they said the F-bomb there, Dad, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> both, both my kids just became teenagers, so it's it's you know I'm not protecting them from anything at this point. I'm just doing it out of force of habit. Right. Well, Although I am surprised the amount of hate I got on the forums for doing it. Well, really. Well, Litmaster I think was one of them actually. A lot of people really don't like because I'm editing KC's work. You know, I'm actually right. going in and tweaking it. I asked him ahead of time because I didn't know if he'd like it or not. 
But you're, I see, I think it's cool because you're creating this new follower of Casey that, I mean, such a ripe young age to go off and create his own stuff one day. That's right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just obsessive compulsive. That's all. <laughs> well, who would you, uh, who would you want to survive with out of the cast of characters there? Not the cast, but the actual characters from We're uh, Alive in a Zombie uh, Apocalypse. Probably Kelly for sick reasons. <laughs> um, Don't hold it. That's my, great. Uh, my mother was a very strong personality woman. My wife is a very strong personality. I think I just need a little abuse in my life, so I think I'd like having <laughs> Kelly around. Well, that she's probably gonna know what she wants and make things happen. Unlike you know some people in the in the show. <laughs> oh boy, a little wishy-washy, you know, flying between men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Hey, uh, yeah, and I check out her Twitter face. She's good looking. She <laughs> <laughs> really is. All right. Well, thank you for joining the show. Hey, it was my pleasure. Thanks, guys. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do this again and have you back on. Sounds great. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Let's see. Uh, I think Todd was the next one in line. He was, he joined earlier, then disconnected. Ready for me to connect him up, Redbeard? Con- connect up the fellow beard. All right. All right. I don't know if this podcast is ready for this much beard. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> here we go. All right, Todd, you should be able to hear us. We can hear you. Yep. What's up? What's up? Welcome <laughs> to the show, man. Yeah. Hello, hello my bearded brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good to finally get this thing rolling. Oh, uh, yeah. What's up tonight? Anyway. Not much. Sorry, We've been I was frantic trying to get I was totally it. not oh, prepared for you. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the stream, the stream's a little bit behind. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. But you were in the channel, you, you could hear me. Mm-hmm. I, I think wh- a lot of people are going to be pretty aware of who you are, Todd, but for those that may not, do you want to talk a little bit about your side gigs you do, your uh, your writing and your website a little bit? Uh, or not. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to think of, well, the main side gig right now is just the uh, convoy we have going. Uh, yes. Just trying to get organized for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. So y'all. Yeah. What's the status with that? I'm sorry. Well, we're we're looking at raising money and trying to figure out uh, how to plan for us getting out there. Right. The potential problem is we're looking at it's going to take over a week to let's see what they you're, you're looking at how many days to get there. We're looking at July. Fifteenth to the twenty-first for the actual convoy trip. Oh wow! So y'all be y'all leave out on the fifteenth? I thought for some reason I thought y'all were leaving out the Sunday prior. No, no, no. We're it's the <clears throat> it's the Wednesday before the show, which I'm just pulling this all off the top of my head. Um, which was the fifteenth, eh, or is it the sixteenth? The sixteenth. Yeah, 16th. Okay, we leave out on the 16th, um, and we don't leave L.A. until the Sunday after the show. So 20th, and return back to Illinois on the 21st. Oh, wow, that's not that's not near as bad as what I was thinking before. Okay. Yeah, we, we were thinking it was going to be like a two-week trip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite that long. So give us uh, tomorrow to talk about it a little bit more in depth, and we'll give you an answer, a solid answer. Right on. Actually, what I was going to say is uh, if you guys are just wanting to leave out of your area and join up with us, that would probably be uh, beneficial for all parties involved, really. Where do y'all uh, hit 40? 
Uh, actually, you'd have to ask Glipmaster exactly on that. He's more of our uh, roadmap guy. Um, okay. Well, is this? Yeah, I mean, we, we've hangar? got. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, Fred Jones, Jones Fred, whatever it is, <laughs> fake <laughs> name. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we've got all the time in the world to talk about that, at least over the next four months. But uh, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I think probably Amarillo. Round about there. That'd be our first night stop there on the uh, 16th. And you guys are talking talking about uh, camping and everything else along the way, aren't you? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, that sounds fun. That does sound. I mean, I'm not making. Fun. Yeah, I'm not making a drive out to California and uh, not stopping at you know the Grand Canyon and any places out across the desert possible. That's just not. No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a- it's a beautiful place. I went there, I think, when I was a sophomore for spring break. Mm. Another great yeah. place. Beautiful. Yeah, I've always went uh, East Coast myself, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Well, uh, any crazy theories or predictions you want to share with us? Hmm. Let's see what we got. I'm trying uh, to think of some good prediction questions. All I have is who lives, who dies. I need. I wasn't able to get back to my notes after editing that trailer yeah. too much. You know, nothing's been stereotypical about this zombie story, so... Is it going to have a stereotypical ending or something totally different? Ah, it's so hard. See, that's uh, that's something that I just keep uh, going back to is as much as it's not going to happen, the whole uh, it's all a dream thing, if you put it in your brain right and actually pay attention to what people say throughout the story, you can make it look that way because... A lot of situ- even this last chapter with the uh, Twin Towers uh, jail facility, it all lines up with yeah. There's too many coincidences, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, that. and once once all the coincidences within the story start happening, it's really hard not to start plugging in just the most random, crazy ideas you can. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I could I could see my, myself not getting pissed off like I did with Lost. <laughs> you know, without going into detail about it, but you know, and, and completely agree. And I'm and I'm one of the few who will actually defend season six of Lost. So, but I agree Holy with you. Holy cow! That needs to be a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you got to take it for what it's worth. You know, I mean, as That's far true. as it's a television show, and they gave you an ending, and <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, not all the answers, but whatever. That's kind of my opinion. Right. So. <laughs> I loved everything up until that moment. You know, I love doing like the math behind the physics and everything else with it too. I mean, so I can't really complain that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Correction. Uh, eliminate season six. Give you the last episode of season six at the end of season five, and I would be very happy. Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've seen the yeah, first exactly. episode of Lost, and I've seen the last five minutes. <laughs> That's literally all you need to see, right? It was it made kind of made sense to me because I didn't need to see anything else. I guess I could, I could have seen the first five minutes and the last five minutes, and that would have been okay. It would have just been a plain. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Can't edit that out quite as easy as we did last week. Oh man, we spoiled it so bad. <laughs> Let's see what. Uh, so, who would you like to survive with out of all the uh, survivors there? Tower uh, anybody scratch and if you pick anyone. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna give a very unpopular answer. Uh Tardust. Tardust. Yeah. Was that you that yeah. commented about Tardust a week or two ago on uh, uh you don't you don't have Facebook, do you? 
I do, but I, I'm never on Facebook. It's just somebody. it's yeah, somebody fired us. They were really yeah. Good. No, I was on uh, we're not dead and said that, but uh, that, that might be where I heard it. Yeah, probably so. No, it's just given the situations he's been in, um, I think he's the most realistic in. I mean, I hate to say it, but in all aspects, I think he's the most realistic. He's just uh, not a good person. I almost gave you a uh, Mata gun right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not a good person, and it's generally known that he's not a good person. So, in that aspect, I think he's the most realistic character on there, and probably has the best idea how to survive, or save himself at least. Right. That I can appreciate. Okay, I've yeah. got a couple more prediction theories for you. Well, and real quick, okay. uh... Okay, go ahead. Adam was saying that TARDIS is one of his favorite characters, too. Oh, he's really I mean, interesting. I, I love, I love the the villain. He was a really good villain too. His not, he was annoying, but not too bad. I mean, he had the and the great mustache twirling villain voice too. <laughs> that's yeah. I think that's, I think uh, yeah. His the actor's portrayal of him is probably what makes him really right. That's really good. Okay, let's see. Uh, I got a few questions. Who lives? Who dies? Uh, Michael. Does Michael live through the thing? Mm, yes. Yes, primarily because I see him as being Casey in real life. Oh, yeah. He's got to be Casey because he looks just like him in that album art, right? More or less, yeah. Okay, Saul. Be... Yes. Bert? No. Going out with the bang. And I don't know why I put <laughs> Scratch on here. I was just kind of just throwing out names. Think Scratch is going to live through this? Oh, of course. And if I said no... uh. Osiris slash uh, Roger Dodger slash Dr. Rock would probably kill me. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you got to save yourself there. Yeah, yeah. More questions, and then maybe you can help me pick out some better prediction questions. Uh, is Randy a good guy? Uh, there's a good one. I so want to say yes. Me too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just there's so many things about the setup of his character that you could go one way or the other with he's a good guy or he's a bad guy. Because, I mean, I'm probably the only one who's made the uh, made the uh, words, made the idea, yeah, yeah, uh, that he's basically been in the position to put our characters in the position to kill the Inklings within the story. You know, uh, when the attack happened to Datu, the Inkling died. Randy was there. Uh, they would never win a, have went to Radon had Randy not dropped the bottles, which led them there, which had them kill the one that was there. You know, there's yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things that point toward you know Randy's kind of trying to say, I'm tired of this. Let's end it. Here's what you need to do. Right. So I'm. I guess yeah. you, do you, it's okay if you don't want to commit to one, but <laughs> <laughs> do you want to want to skip that one? Uh, yeah, let's skip that one. How about a good ending? I guess a good ending would be the survivors winning or something like that. Good ending or bad ending? I hope there's not a good ending. I really do. So I'm just going to put it down for a no <laughs> a good ending. That's a, that's a no. What's some other good questions you want to have? going to end on a cliffhanger. That you want to have us ask everybody else? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, especially since Casey says, you know, we'll get some kind of good ending, you know, at least we'll know who won, I think is what he's trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of 
drawing a blank at the moment. It's getting a little bit late for everybody, I bet. Uh, this is early for me, but I'm <laughs> just drawing a blank on questions. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you want to throw some in chat uh, after yeah. we get off yeah. here, we'd love that too. Yeah, I can do that. No and, problem. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's oh good yeah, to talk no to you. And we'll be we'll be back in contact with you here pretty soon. Oh, I'm sure. About yeah, that yeah. convoy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely All need right. to chat about that. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes, cool. sir. Thanks. Talk to you later. See you. Okay, let's see who is who's, who's next? next. I'm not sure. Let me uh, let me bring up the other view. Screen share, go away. <laughs> it keeps trying to give out all my all my secrets. I don't think anybody else sees them though. Okay, Jeremy Smith. It looks like he's the next one in here, but I don't know if it, yeah he was he was definitely was. Let's bring him in here. Okay. Let's see where are you? All right, hey Jeremy, welcome to hey. the show. Yeah, no, it's red shirt again. I'm oh. not sure what Google and YouTube is doing, but uh, yeah, I, I created a channel just so I could rename it to another red shirt. But for some reason, I guess it probably hasn't proliferated through all the servers yet, so no, it's still it showing up with my regular name. It was doing this to me too, and unless we invited you directly as red shirt or your alternate persona, it right. reverts back to your uh, original Google name. It, it's ridiculous. Right. That's yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it make. I mean, not. I'm not agreeing with it, saying that's the right thing to do. But I mean, I understand what computers are doing, so I kind of get it. I understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I just wish you'd give you an option as you're, right. you know, get logging into the actual event. All right, man. Hey, uh, we're gonna go ahead and bring Lid in here, and you got some more stuff for us after we get done with them. Everybody else, Richard. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd love to come back on, but uh, okay. yeah, go ahead, bring on the next guy. Awesome. Here we go. All right, I believe this is Litmaster that we brought on here. You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Hey, what's up? Yeah. This is Mick. Hey, great. I have no idea why it says Fred Jones is my name, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jones. <laughs> I guess I'm Mr. Jones for now. <laughs> hey, thanks for setting this up, you guys. It's kind of uh, flying by the seat of your pants kind of thing, but uh, it's working. <laughs> it anyway. absolutely is. Well, you should have seen us three hours ago. We were ready to throw That's our hands great. up and delete the website and Facebook page. I mean, was, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was ready to chunk something. Yeah, Redbeard, Redbeard is ready to throw the family the family filter out of the way, I think, at, at one point. Well, uh, I tell you, Todd and I have talked quite a bit over the last uh, week and a half or so about getting those two beards in the van with us, or at least on the trip. So uh, we're well, pushing hard for you guys. If I have to sit in the middle, I definitely can't go. Oh, we're, we're going. <laughs> we'll pull up out of his. Beards. We're gonna pull no. us out of Mick's house and uh, throw him into a panel van. And if we'll I'm get... driving and somebody puts a beard on me, we're gonna wreck. Just I can't control myself at that point. So. And we gotta have you guys sit on opposite sides, so it's like two flags hanging out the window. You know, the beards <laughs> flapping in the breeze. Yes. Stick <laughs> their head out the window too. I see. And no worries, Todd. I'm bringing the duct tape. <laughs> that must be beard inside humor. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh yes, you do. <laughs> oh, chapter forty-three-three. I get you. We are live. Talk back to the we are live. Right, back to we are live. I didn't have a whole lot to bring as far as theories and whatnot. I'm kind of running low on brain power now that it's getting towards midnight in my part of the country. Oh man, but I hear you. I, I'm just thinking like. Uh, we've seen a lot from KC over these past, what, four, four and a half seasons now. 
in terms of we all know what what kind of a writer he is and, and how careful he is to just lay out the plot points and, and develop character and he's done and I think a really excellent job um, so far so I'm just trying to think how this is all going to end how things are going to shape out I mean there's certain plot lines like he said like with the family that have pretty much done I know there was some debate about whether or not that's really done but I, I think we're pretty much done with that yeah Casey said as much he tweeted after uh, I was questioning that as well but there's certain things that still have yet to be resolved that of course we need to resolve of course the confrontation with ink uh, how Randy factors into the whole thing I think Skittles has got to make a reappearance here somewhere. Yes. Um, and Scratch, of course, is still kind of in limbo. But for for that for those characters, all I think all of those characters, Randy, Ink, Scratch, Skittles, all four of them have got to make appearance in the latter part of this season before we finish everything out. I just can't figure how they're all going to be coming together. Uh, one of the debates on the uh, the forum right after this past episode came out about. Uh, about the uh, prison, the Twin Towers prison is, all right, finally figured out where Ink and all his goons are hanging out, at least all the big ones. And there was a lot of talk about, well, let's just get a bunch of trucks in there and, and do like the Maulers did with the arena and just bomb the mess out of that place. Right. But from a storytelling perspective, that just seems a little bit anticlimactic to just, you know, okay, we're just going to blow up Ink and, all right, problem solved, we're done. I, I don't think Casey's actually going to do that. It would seem a little bit of a cop-out. But at the same time, I can't see him going all Hollywood and having, like, Michael and, and Ink <laughs> on the top of a building, like, bare-chested, fighting hand-to-hand. -hand. <laughs> I never <laughs> really thought of that. That just seems, like, way too cliche. I don't see I don't see that happening either. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> what do you guys think for the, the actual finale? What do you think we're going to get? You know, oh, I've had this crazy... <laughs> idea in my head about you know because Bert's acted kind of strange about sharing some information back and forth with, with the colonists and people at Dunbar about what he's encountered out there on the road with Riley and I keep thinking maybe he's joined up with Scratch in some form or fashion in order to fight together <laughs> and it's just it's so far out there and I can't really even settle with it in my head but I don't know <laughs> Personally, I think that uh, the character that's probably most like Casey, I would say, is CJ. Well, that's that's I strong. Mean, well, I don't think that she's. I'm not as down on her as a lot of people are, but I think that uh, as far as the creative control and exactitude and the planning and the meticulousness, I think a lot of that probably comes from Casey's own personality. Now that you say that, it seems like a lot of the cast uh, was echoing that, uh, without saying that he was like Casey, but. They were definitely saying how he was uh, is very meticulous and kind of like, kind of explained him the way that we could describe CJ at times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks like Michael and acts like Casey. All right, yeah, CJ. Yeah, I, I just I don't really I'm not too concerned. I I, I trust how uh, Casey's going to end it and it's going to end on a on a good note. I don't think we're going to get a full resolution like everything's going to be tied up in a neat little package for us. I still think there's going to be a good amount unresolved by the time we finish this whole thing, but I, I feel it's going to be satisfying nevertheless. Right. Enough to draw our own conclusions, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a certain amount of open-endedness to it, but I think the main the main conflict will, will be resolved in some kind of satisfying way. And it, it may not necessarily be a, 
like a feel-good kind of way, but it'll be uh, resolved nevertheless. I can see that. All right, hey, do you want to go through our predictions with us? Uh, sure. All right, we got uh, Who Lives and Dies, and just go through this short little list, and maybe you can help us add some, some more key players. How about Michael, lives or dies? Well, he's he's been there from the beginning, and he's telling the story. So I think unless he's going to get chomped right as he finishes his last <laughs> journal entry, <laughs> he lives. All right. And Saul? Uh, boy. They got the baby, the family, there's... Mm-hmm. The prospects of restarting everything. Oh, that would be a really ah. All right, I say Saul's dead. Forget oh it. my goodness. <laughs> That's gonna be a heavy. What blow, have you done? I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Bert? No way. No. <laughs> you gotta die, right? Is that what you're that's, saying? That's that's my heart speaking more than my head. But uh, oh, no way he we, no way he dies. I see. No way Bert can go out. I'm going to stage a revolt. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to launch a flame war on Casey if he kills my man, Bert. <laughs> How about Scratch? Uh, some way that she slips away? Yeah, see, it's funny. I don't see that character. I mean, what's really tying her to the group at this point? She kind of lost control. Other than the revenge factor against Pegs, uh, what motivation does she have to really even hang around and continue to try to sabotage things? That's... I don't know. It, I, I don't know if I'd... I just thought about this, now, if she turned. I wouldn't classify her as a monster the way that uh, William Isaac Roberts was a monster. So I guess Tanya's no. comment about what happens when you turn and you're already a monster doesn't really fit there. So I was like, well, if she turned, that could that could be something if she was a smart one and completely vengeful. Well, I wonder if it's actually going to transpire that uh, Tardust and uh, Scratch, if they're, if they're still alive at this point, I'm sure they are, if they're actually going to somehow work together with our heroes to defeat Inc. Because I, right. I, I feel like the Maulers already knew that these zombies and Inc. in particular were much more of a threat than the Tower people even did. I mean, even when they were bombing the arena, the Tower people didn't even figure that out until afterwards, like why they were doing it, what the whole impetus was behind that. So it seems like they they got to have some inside information about them that we haven't yet found out about. That's I wonder how that's going to come into play, if there's going to be any information coming from scratch as far as like some key piece of information on the weakness of ink and here's how you take them down. I feel like it's either going to come from scratch or it's going to come from Skittles, most likely, as far as the key to to overthrowing him. Right, I can totally see that happening. You know, the further you get away from the epicenter, the calmer it seems to be. So I, I can't I, I can't wrap my head around why Scratch would stay. I mean, other than her vendetta. Right. But And it just seems like anybody following her would just kind of drift away. Yeah, it's not like she has the most uh, warm and fuzzy personality. <laughs> <laughs> really, we should have had Scratch right here. <laughs> Showing such great leadership skills by slicing dudes up with knives and whatnot. So oh, cutting out their fingers. <laughs> yeah. So how about uh, how about Datu? Is he is he gonna die? Either yep. you know by turning. You, yeah. Think? I actually I, I wanted Datu to die a while ago. I've actually felt better about him lately with this past season. Um, so. But I think he's going out. Cue the piano music. I think he's a goner. I gotta hear you. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> so there's no way he turns and is a good zombie then. 
I, I'm not convinced there are good zombies. I mean, there's this there's still this debate about Randy. Yeah, there's and there's no evidence for their factions fight. I'm I'm not sure even that 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 exists. I guess I should say, I should say no solid ev- evidence of good zombie. I'm sure a lot of people right. can uh, extrapolate from certain things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that brings us. That's kind of weird. Leads us into Randy. Is he a good guy? <laughs> Sounds like I, you already told me no. Yeah, I don't. I I kind of doubt that he just dropped those chemicals to like hint to <laughs> hint to the uh, soldiers that oh, like here's a little clue on how you defeat my rival over there, my zombie rival Ink. <laughs> Remember when he was running away from um, who was it, Puck and Michael, I think, right? Chapters uh, back, and Jay the 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 late Jay who got stuck in the flower bed. Yeah, yeah, Jay with the flower bed, right. <laughs> so, like, why would you try to ambush them if you're actually trying to help them? Just If he's that smart, just write a message, you know? Send well, him a telegram that, or something. That would certainly be too easy, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about Skittles? Is, is there a chance Skittles is a bad guy? Now, that's really interesting. There's been some talk about that on the forum, too, as far as whether what's his past, and, and did he know uh, Bill Roberts prior to him turning, and does that tie into how he led him into the um, uh, Dunbar Towers in the first place, and maybe that's what further amplified him kind of going crazy. I'm really interested to see what the connection, if there's a connection there. Is he Cohen or Scribble? Right, right. Is he this Cohen guy? That would be really interesting to see how that all ties. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, disbelieve it at this point. It seems rather likely. I think that would, that would be really cool if that works out to be the case. But as far as whether or not Skittles will live, yeah, he's like cockroaches, man. He's, he's going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. Lives and un- unsure about the good, his goodness, badness. Right. Cool. And how about a good ending where the survivors win happily ever after? Is not happily ever after, maybe, but I, the prospect of defeating the zombies is out there. As far as I'm concerned, as long as Pegs dies, it'll be a good ending. Because uh, I'm so done with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with Pegs. Just oh, my day. What? They're gonna starve, you know Somebody else can learn how to plant soybeans. So just, <laughs> just get rid of this girl. Oh, not train somebody up on the chopper. Train somebody else how to plant corn. Has a green thumb. He's the only one. <laughs> I guess, but come on, how hard could it be? You put a few seeds in the soil, you water it, it grows. Right. Next caller, next caller. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if Pegs dies, I say. And you, what do you say? Do you say Pegs dies? Who, uh, me? Yes, you think Pegs dies? I'm hoping, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if Casey's going to go there. It seems like she's been more of in the background lately, but still, I just don't like that character. I'm hoping she dies. I'm rooting for her to go out. Or she gets, <laughs> or she gets trampled by one of her cows. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if she goes out in some just complete asinine way that has no Thanks. relation to the plot or anything. <laughs> oh, look, she just Deacon's... trips over a pothole and breaks her neck or something. <laughs> Thanks, Deacon. Well, I see you out there in the chat. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> Say, don't, right. don't bad talk pegs. <laughs> Sorry, all you pegs lovers, but I'm just not having it. Hey, what's some, She'll be what's the one person that dies from a splinter. <laughs> right, splinter infection. <laughs> Sounds like bad luck pegs. Do so, you have any uh, other good questions we need to be asking everybody? I just kind of threw these um, up the last minute. I didn't have anything uh, now prepared, but yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for letting me come on. It's great talking, you guys. I gotta head to bed now. Yeah, man. Hey, good night. Thanks for for joining us. Yeah, sure. Uh, appreciate All right. it. All right, good that luck was lit. master, everyone. Hey, this is Mick jumping in here. Hope you enjoyed part one of our live stream. Please come back for part two, which will be released Monday. Also, keep your ears open and eyes peeled for next Monday. There might just be a top-secret interview being released. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at at WA Fancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production. <laughs>